Bud Light. Preferred beverage at sporting events, concerts, and tawdry burlesque shows. From a man who places electrical tape over his nipples. Perfect beer for blowing out the pipes. live on the internet. We're live on the internet, right? I think we're live on the, yes, I got a thumbs up. We are live on the internet. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's April 3rd, 2023. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and locals. And yes, we are a half hour late today. The internet went out. It was not just our house. It was uh, several blocks over here. We were scrambling for the last hour to figure out, was there any way we could somehow live stream off a phone? Some of you may have seen some weird things popping up in your feed because we were trying all sorts of things. I was actually supposed to be on Fox News at like 10.45. That obviously didn't work because without internet, you can't do much. You can just sit here if you're me and talk, but nobody will hear you or see you. Anyway, we scrambled for the last hour. The internet does appear to be back, so we are going to get to it. I want to give a special shout out today. Everyone was working very hard for the last hour. Everyone remained calm. Nobody jumped out the window. It's like, you know, we're doing a live show. You want it to be live. Special shout out to Connor over here because the guy is pulling wires, cables, electrical tape, all sorts of stuff. And I said, Connor, what can we do for you today? For, you know, you've been busting your butt for this last hour. What can we do? Is there anything we can do? Extra guacamole? What do you need? And he, without hesitation, Dave, I'm just happy to be here. That's the type of person you want working for you. You know what? You are getting extra guacamole, even though you didn't ask for it. Uh, all right, let's dive into the show. You know, my uh, show, our show on Friday, the panel show was a pre-tape uh, because I had a couple things that I needed to take care of on Friday. So obviously I have not fully publicly addressed uh, the, the Trump indictment situation yet. So we are going to get to that in the second half of today's show. But I know a couple people were, worry, uh, were wondering, we put a little, uh, a little disclaimer at the top of the show, but if you tuned in a little bit late or you just happened to see the clips, you might've been wondering why on Friday I did not address it. I was not avoiding it at all. I did send out a couple tweets about it and whatever, uh, but I will fully, fully address it today. And a lot of it's moving at the moment. It sounds like Trump at noon today, Eastern will be leaving Mar-a-Lago and heading to New York. So this thing is just escalating in a crazy way. Uh, but today's show will be a dissection of the left in America. They have lost their minds. They're completely insane. And I don't know why I'm talking about them in this accent, uh, but they're nuts. But what's happening that's nice about this is it is being exposed so in so quickly now in, in such real time. You know, I'm always hesitant to say more and more people are waking up and, and the question always is, well, does it translate into votes and how do you change the culture and all that stuff? But like the bananas crazy left, whether we're talking about drag shows for kids or the crazy politicians who are socialists, like it is bursting forth. There's almost nothing left holding them back from being what they are. And, uh, and I think that's good news for everybody. And then of course, we'll link that directly to the Trump situation because it's connected to that, right? You've got a far left Soros funded, yes, that's not a conspiracy theory. We'll talk about that too. Uh, far left DA going after Trump. These things are all connected. These people want power and they want hegemony over your life and our political machine, and uh, we just can't give it to them. Before we get to that, guys, let me talk to you about Patriot Supply real quick, because if our internet went down soon enough, you know society's going down, so anything's possible. Uh, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day the headlines get worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next, guys? Well, it pays to prepare, which is why I recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, Chinese spy balloon, EMP disaster, who knows? And when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save 200 bucks off per kit. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping, mypatriotsupply.com supply.com. And now back to me. Okay. So let's start with the show today talking about 
sort of the, the out of control ideas of the left and how they are leaking into everything into society, whether it's your kids' schools, whether it's all of the cultural apparatus, whether it's getting far left socialists and, and authoritarians elected through the Democrats, the whole freaking thing. Uh, on Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday night, uh, there is a journalist, his name is James Kerchick. Uh, he is a lefty uh, and he was sort of upset that the Tennessee shooter, uh, who of course is either identified as trans or was trans or used the other pronouns, whatever it is, uh, James seemed to be upset. I think he considers himself a bit of a moderate, but you know, moderate, if you say you're a lefty and you're a moderate, you're probably still stuck in that sort of confused ex-liberal thing. Uh, anyway, he was upset that the shooter was being misgendered by the news because clearly that's the most important takeaway from the events that happened last week. Well, what's interesting, if you've noticed, they are misgendering and dead naming the murderer, right? They are referring to the murderer by their given name, not their chosen name, right. and by their um, re re referring to her as a woman as opposed to what her identity apparently was, was a man, right. which is not the way the media usually does these things. They're usually very particular about the subjective sense of gender identity in respecting that. If someone says they're a man, then they're a man. But in you, this case, they're not doing that. Hang on, you know what? This person murdered six people. I don't really care who you say you're, you are. You murdered six people and three of them were children. You don't get a say. Well, she's dead now, so, you know. But you don't get a say in telling us who you are and what you're about. You killed six people. <laughs> Okay, but That's what let's really take matters. her out of this and just... All right, so here's what I'm saying. Talk about the issue without the So murderer. the issue then, well, no, because you brought it out, so you know what okay. to talk about. So, so now we're on to something else. But here's the thing. I'm a parent. I'm a parent all day. I get to decide what happens in my child's life. Not you, not the government, not anybody. I don't co-parent. I had this child. I'm responsible <laughs> yeah. for this child. Anything yeah. happens to little Johnny, you're calling me, right? right? As you should. Katie right there, that's Winsome Sears. You guys probably know her. She is the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia and, uh, you know, obviously behind uh, Glenn Youngkin. And, and her answer is phenomenal. So it's interesting because Kerchick, who describes himself as a centrist, but, you know, he's sort of like a liberal centrist. Like, you can see his body language and everything else. It reminds me a little bit of that clip that we showed you a couple weeks ago, that guy, John Heilman, the MSNBC guy, getting demolished by Russell Brand on Real Time. He doesn't really believe what he's saying. He's, like, trying to be concerned about pronouns and things because that's what we should worry about. But meanwhile, there are, I believe, six dead people, including uh, three children who were killed at this Christian school, okay? Uh, and this is what the problem is with the, well, obviously the lefties, but even these sort of squishy centrists, they're always worried about the wrong thing. Then Winsome Sears comes in, she happens to be a Republican, uh, certainly a conservative, and she's like, why would we, why are we even talking about this? Let's talk about uh, the dead children and the teachers and what's really important here. Uh, and it continues, She's, she kind of goes after Bill too, uh, over the framing, the way that we're all, well, maybe not us, but the way that many are framing this whole shooting. So what I'm saying now is, if I don't want my child giving lap dances at school by a drag queen, I don't want it done. Right. That's happening. But do you if think the state should want, have the right? Do you think the state should have the right to I'm interfere? I'm talking about as a parent. Well, I am a parent. I mean, Forget the state. I'm a parent. Lap dancing. This yeah. is my child. I'm not I will make a decision I'm about what happens with my child. I'm not sure lap dancing. <laughs> it's happening. Lap, Don't you well, see? It? No, there's drag queen story. Are there definitely drag queens reading to children? There are Dra drag queens that are doing pole dances. There are drag queens that are in school. Are, you, you. What? Bill, you gotta read more. Uh, <laughs> I, guess I... <laughs> I mean, she just smacked Bill. I mean, first, look, Kerchick over here, and again, I don't, I don't really care about this guy. It's not that important, but another one of these just like squishy nothing people. He's concerned that the state should have the right to stop drag queens from performing for kids. It's like, if the state doesn't have the right to do that, then what the hell is the point of the state? So unless he's a full anarchist, 
It doesn't make any sense. The state is supposed to have basic protections of people. Now, I would leave most of that to the states, not the federal government. That's a separate issue here. And then you see how this is, again, what the problem is with, with the remaining liberals. They're like, well, no, we're okay with drag queen story hour. We just don't want lap dances. That seems to be Bill's position. Like, it's not lap dances. It's just drag queen queen story hour, as if that in and of itself is not confusing for children and oddly sexualizing everything else. As I often say, why is it that the drag queens, why aren't they performing at the annual actuary seminar? Why don't they perform for the accountants of America? They only perform either at late night, you know, clubs, or they perform for kids. Kind of nothing in between. That does seem a little odd, doesn't it? But Bill's position sort of is, well, you know, it's just drag queen story hour where they're talking about the gender stuff, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because he's always fighting against the gender stuff too, which is why the mainstream liberal position just does not make any sense anymore. I'm sorry, Bill, I'll text you after the show. We can pick it up that way. Um, but so you've got that and then she's right. Of course we know they're doing lap dances. You've seen the videos. I, I don't bother showing them here because they're awful and they're twerking in front of them and doing God knows what else and little kids walking up to them and putting uh, money in their garter belt. So it's like, it just, the liberal position no longer holds. You guys kind of excused all of this stuff to then literally come for the kids and you've got one lefty, this Kerchik guy being like, well, we should maybe use their correct pronoun and um, you know, maybe the state shouldn't do anything about it. And you got Bill kind of like, well, uh, you know, at least they're not pole dancing, but they are pole dancing, right? So let's, let's kind of expand on this a little bit, how, how this is connected to everything else related to the fallout of the shooting. Uh, before I do that real quick, let me talk to you guys about Manscaped. Uh, you guys know Manscaped. It's here with a deal that you can't pass over this Easter season. Did you see what we did there? Uh, they've got the tools to give you the beautifully decorated eggs of your dreams. Just because it's Easter doesn't mean it's okay to hide those bad boys behind all that tall grass. So make sure your downstairs lawn is mowed. Daphne's really giving me a look right now. Get yourself feeling as sweet as candy by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off plus free shipping with code Dave. Inside the Ball Care Bunny Basket, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker 2.0, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. April is Easter, but it's also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by t testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Holy cow. Save 20% off and free shipping with code Dave at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code Dave at manscaped.com. Hop into the best deal of the year with Manscaped. All right, now back to me. So let's, let's just sort of step back. I wanted to use that clip as the opening salvo here, right? You've got sort of a lefty confused about all the issues, more worried about pronouns than the dead people and, oh, we can't use the state. And then you've got sort of a more sane liberal in Bill, like, oh, they're not lap dancing, but they really are. And it's like, you guys, this is why we end up on the slow descent to hell. Nobody is willing to say the truth as it is, although Winsome Sears did quite a job of it. But now let's show you how the mainstream media has been covering the issues around this shooter. Now, again, it is still unclear to me, and someone can clean this up for me, maybe we can figure it out now, if this shooter was actually trans, meaning had undergone any surgeries, what the level of medications are, any, everything else. We do know that she was using male pronouns. That doesn't make you trans in and of itself. It might make you confused about the English language, I guess, at best. But anyway, here's a little compilation of how the mainstream media, ha mainstream media has been covering the shooter. There is still a lot that we don't know about Monday's horrific and deadly mass shooting at a Nashville Christian school. These, these Republicans are the enemy. We don't own guns in this country. Guns own us at this stage. This extremist right ideology, and it is sickening to watch them try to claim the idea of freedom. Because on the macro level, we have this incredible tyranny of the minority. Keep our kids safe from our Republican colleagues. You as a Republican, I think by your negligence in protecting them, 
We're going to say that you're siding with the killers. So maybe it's not mental health or video games or homo hormones. Maybe it's the guns. Raging nationwide crusade against transgender people in ways that are just dangerous and frankly evil. Pronouns do not kill children. Trans people are already more likely to experience violence simply because they are trans people. Tennessee's already under siege transgender community is terrified. So that's just a small sampling. Obviously, there's way more than that. But do you see exactly what the media does? Because the media always runs cover for the left and for Democrats and for as extreme as you can possibly be on that side. So a, tr a trans, it's unclear. We, we, we just Googled it during the clip. It's unclear whether this person was actually trans in sort of the technical definition of trans or what drugs they may or may not have been on. I mean, so some of this will come out. And if you found out that someone who just committed a, a, an unimaginable horrific murder was on mind-bending drugs and testosterone, do you think you'd have a, an issue to be talking about there? Uh, but the media runs cover. What do they do? This is about the guns. It's always about the guns, right? Even though it was good people with guns who stopped the shooter. But it's always, if we could just disarm the populace, make them more docile, then things would be better. Uh, you know, it's always Republicans and extremists and ultra MAGA, MAGA people and all of that nonsense, as opposed to focusing on literally the person that did it and perhaps an ideology that has been built by the mainstream media that these are oppressed people and they've got an entire country coming after them and all of this stuff. Nobody, the truth is, guys, and you know this, nobody really cares about trans people. And I mean that in the best sense of it, the way nobody cares about black people or gay people because nobody should care about these things. People want you to go about living your life. And five years ago, we didn't have this massive delusion, this collective delusion where everything, where every day for some reason there's a story about trans this and trans that, but there were trans people and they lived their lives and they went to whatever bathroom and it, it was what it was. It was only till this burst forth into Disney programming and drag shows for kids and now the radical trans extremists who have, who have basically taken over the, the entire Democrat party because everyone's afraid to step up against them. The one guy that I wanna call out specifically in that compilation is Ali Velshi. Uh, you know Ali Velshi from MSNBC and this thing where maybe it's not mental health. Okay, so you're telling me that a mentally healthy person might just grab a gun and start shooting people. That has nothing to do with mental health. Maybe it's not hormones. Maybe it's not testosterone and everything else. It, none of it makes sense. Everything they want to do is to attain more power over you. And it's also one of the reasons that they're so hysterical all the time because they don't have a principled position. A principle, what would a principled position? Putting aside what you feel about guns and whether there should be any restraints whatsoever, putting aside what you think about trans people, whether, whether it's a psychological condition or whatever you might, putting aside all of that stuff, what would, a, what would a sane media be doing right now? Well, it would be going, all right, this person who identified this way uh, killed these people. You'd be focusing on the victims first, then you would calmly be trying to find out a little bit more about that person. You wouldn't be obsessed with misgendering or gendering or whatever the hell they want to call it at this point, that person. They're always focused on the wrong thing and they're always using everything for, as I'm saying, a, a greater political end and they use emotion to get there. So speaking of using emotion to get there, here is Elizabeth Warren almost crying on CBS as she basically accuses Republicans of murder. Right. Can you problem. give a short answer to the uh, question about guns? Once again, the horrible shooting in Nashville. I know it's not an easy answer, but will something change this time? Are your Republican colleagues saying something differently behind the scenes about let's make changes in gun laws? I, I just can't tell you how frustrating this is. Our children die because there are Republicans in Congress who continue to insist that we can't put just basic safety measures in so place. So you don't see any behind the scenes conversation that makes you optimistic or hopeful that there will be change. You don't, can you I just know. do one? In Massachusetts, we have tougher gun laws. If the laws that we have in Massachusetts were the laws all across this country, independent studies show we would reduce deaths from gun violence by about 70%. These are the lives of our children, our neighbors, our friends, yeah. and we just can't get through. But that's why it's frustrating. People know what to do. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately, nothing we'll, ever changes. We'll probably be having this conversation yeah. again. Yep. Um, Senator Warren, thank you so much. That, that clip is so indicative of everything that's wrong with everything. The way Gail King frames that, there's this shooting 
She doesn't really tell you anything more about the shooter or maybe why they did it or all the psychological issues that they potentially had. Uh, but are they gonna now, will they finally now do anything about guns? And then of course, what Elizabeth Warren does is Republicans are evil, they want you to die. And she says they won't do anything. Republicans won't do anything. You know, it's really odd, Elizabeth Warren, because last week I sat down with Ted Cruz and you know what he told me? He told me this. The number one way to keep our kids safe is having armed police officers at the door. We know this shooter fired through the door, shattered the door with the gun. If there'd been a police officer there, the shooter could have been taken down before a single child was killed. Every single Democrat voted against my bill to double the number of police officers on campuses. By the way, the bill also provided funding to enhance school security, to put in things like bulletproof doors, which she couldn't have shot through. Here's the Democrats' view. They don't want to stop these crimes. If you want to stop these crimes, you'd put cops there to stop these crimes. What they want to do is they want to disarm you. Oh, I always say this is how they launder the lies. So you get an interviewer, Gail King, who frames a question in a, in a completely dishonest way. Will we now finally do something about guns? As if the conclusion has already been reached that this is only about guns, not about mental health, not about ideology, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then you get an answer from a politician, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, those evil Republicans won't do anything. In essence, they want dead kids. Well, then there you go. That is Ted Cruz who brought a bill to put a police officer at every door, as he said, I don't need to repeat everything, the bulletproof doors, et cetera, et cetera. That would have done something, that would have done something, and not one Democrat voted for it. By the way, I'm not even sitting here telling you that that was completely, in my opinion, the way to do it. I, I think there's some risk over time if kids, every time they go into a school, they have to walk past a security guard with a gun. Like there's, there's some psychological element to that that I don't love, but it's certainly something. And that, of course, is not what they're going to address on mainstream media. But it's not just Ted Cruz who's making sense on this and trying to actually do something about it and address the causes around this. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, who I also sat down with last week, uh, he was on CNN talking to Dana Bash about what we can do to avoid some of this stuff. The one through line in these deaths is that they are shootings, therefore they are done by guns. And guns are the leading cause of death for children and teens in the U.S., so shouldn't helping save the lives of children be a top priority for you as a member of the House majority? No, it absolutely should be, which is why I say I would look to the thing that would absolutely stop this, which is putting armed police officers at every school. I, I visit a lot of schools. I do, I do talks at various schools. It's very rare uh, that I go into a school, especially the newer ones, and they don't have some kind of armed police presence there at all times. So That's a preventive measure. That, I know, will, will stop this. And there was nothing like that in these last few mass shootings. There, there's no armed guards there. Um, so the so answer if, if is I'm just looking for guns. actual solutions, that would be it. So the answer is more guns? No, the answer is armed guards. No, the answer is armed guards, right? Armed guards, yes, even more guns. The, the kind of guns that protect, protect the president, that protect you all at CNN. Is it easy to get into your headquarters at CNN? Absolutely not. There's armed guards there. Yeah. There's single points of entry. I think we should look at our schools as a place that is precious uh, and, and have the same kind of security that your corporate offices do, that we do in Congress. You know, if, if we consider a place to be important where our children go to learn every day, it should have the same level of security as every other place, whether it's a, whether it's a shopping mall or a corporate office that's hard to get into. You know, you're, you're not going to get rid of guns. Absolutely great answer by Crenshaw, and I love the fact that he turned it directly on her. What kind of security do you have at CNN headquarters? Guess what? There are guys with guns there, and an awful lot of them. And Gail King, uh, your best friend is Oprah. Do you not think Oprah has many people? The only reason anyone knows you is because of Oprah. Do you not think that Oprah has many armed guards at her many, many estates protecting her? But for some reason, we don't want that for kids, again, I think there's a psychological element that we'd really have to think through about having young people around guns all the time. Um, you know, does it, does it train their mind in a weird way? But certainly the Republicans are not doing nothing. And the way, oh, so your answer is you just want more guns. It's just so profoundly dishonest. It is just incredible. And again, what they are really trying to do is just take the guns here. 
That, it doesn't matter. They don't care about the dead Christian children. They, they don't care whether it was six people or a hundred people. Everything is used to attain power for these people. There, there is nothing they wouldn't, they, I mean, in essence, they're dancing on their graves. That's because they see this as an opportunity. I'm sorry if that sounds cynical. It's just how it is. On Transgender Day of Visibility, we want you to know that we, that we see you just as you are made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. We'll never stop working to create a world where you, ha where you won't have to be brave just to be yourself. Again, guys, the issue here is not that anyone shouldn't be treated with dignity and respect and to live their life as an adult however they see fit. If you are 18 years old and you are a male and you wish to put on a dress and go out to the world, and even if you wanna have a beard and a dress or whatever you wanna do, it's like, there's a community for you. You'll find it. You should be treated, there should be no laws discriminating against you or anything like that. Uh, but they are certainly, there certainly should not be this celebration of this as it relates to children. Uh, Jordan Peterson retweeted the president and said this, what you are doing is an egregious sin, POTUS, president of the United States, inexcusable. And the point is the celebration of this, I guess that's what is real, seems to be, uh, what this seems to be boiling down to. The celebration of a very fringe psychological condition. Again, I want everybody to be treated with respect, but that we have to celebrate it as if it's somehow better than everything that once was the norm is actually crazy. And the fact that it's directed at kids is confusing children about basic things. Look, there, there are lifestyles that are on the margins and societies should tolerate them, societies, but the celebration of these things is the weird thing. And again, the focus, instead of focusing on that six Christian people were killed, three children were killed, that there is a, an activist base now connected to the trans thing that is becoming radicalized because every day they are being told that there's a genocide against them and that Republicans are coming to kill them and all that. You're radicalizing these people. We'll have more on that in just a second. Uh, but here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, cringe Jean-Pierre's response on uh, the shooting and, and the aftermath. Just And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. Trans communities under attack. It, it wasn't six trans people that got killed. Again, I wouldn't want any trans people to be killed. The Christian community is under attack. It's the Christian community that is always attacked by all of the cultural and political forces, right? What's the worst thing you could be? A straight white Christian man. These are the people they are constantly demonizing and calling, uh, calling bigots and racists and everything else. Let me just read. We got a, a real tweet from Trudeau for you. I'm just going to read it out to you. Uh, Transgender and non-binary Canadians, you matter, your lives matter, and we'll keep working on Trans Day of Visibility and every day to make sure you can live your life as your true and authentic self. You deserve nothing less than that. You know, your true and authentic self, guys, is, is the body that you were put in. Right? That's why I always say you can't call this. They always use the phrase gender affirming care. If you were affirming someone's gender, if you were born a boy, right, uh, you would affirm their gender. Oh, you are a boy. You have these feelings inside of you that, that make you feel like you're a girl. Well, then you'd talk to therapists about that, but you wouldn't immediately be having a five-year-old put on drugs. You wouldn't be having these, these really, these mutilations. That's what they are of these young people's bodies and everything else. And remember the clip we played you last week where Rachel Levine, our deputy health secretary, where he goes on, he, he lives life as a woman now, although it sounds like he never even got the full surgery, where he's pushing for kids to have these surgeries. But then a video came out of him three years ago saying that he's thrilled that he waited because he was able to have children. So these people, I mean, to some level, there, there is a demonic element to it. I don't know how to describe it in any other way because of the, the necessity for these people to go against children and go after children. But speaking of demonic, Gavin Newsom 
is launching a campaign for democracy. I don't know what the hell that means. And if you think this guy cares about democracy, I've got a bridge to sell you. But he's back, baby, because they are hedging their bets. It does seem like Biden is going to somehow make it through this, this ridiculous four years and they're all backing him again because they're all in on the grift together. And the fact that the Dems can't, I mean, the best, the best vessel for these idiotic socialist ideas and equity and all of this nonsense is a 80 something year old guy who's a lifetime swamp creature who has dementia and has no idea where he is. So I get why they want to keep pushing Biden, but they do have to hedge their bets because his head could explode at any moment, right? Or he could fall down the stairs of Air Force One or whatever it might be. So Newsom is clearly the guy they're just kind of keeping in the bullpen. Newsom, could you keep doing some stuff? Sure, a million people fled your state. Nobody's moving in. You've destroyed the economy. Crime is rampant, homelessness, blah, blah, blah. But could you just keep putting out slick ads with your hair back uh, and uh, we'll try to make it seem like you're not an evil lizard person? Here's Gavin Newsom on his campaign for democracy. Let's be direct. We can't solve a problem without first identifying it. And the problem in our country right now, authoritarian leaders who are so hell-bent on gaining power and keeping it by whatever means necessary that they're directly attacking our freedoms in state after state. That's why I'm launching the Campaign for Democracy. We're going on the road to take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack, where Republican leaders ban books, criminalize doctors, fire teachers, intimidate librarians, kidnap migrants, target trans kids, stoke racism, condone anti-Semitism, force the victims of rape and incest to carry their attacker's baby, where they ignore the will of the people and make it harder to vote and easier to buy assault weapons. Sorry, he is such a piece of shit, mother fucker, there goes our monetization. It's fine. I don't want to make any money on today's show. Like he's such a lying dirtbag. Everything that Gavin Newsom says is the reverse of the truth. They're condoning anti-Semitism. They're banning everything that he dares says the word democracy or freedom, you evil lizard person. And people keep saying, and I've said it before, Dave, you don't really think he's a lizard person, do you? And yes, I believe he is a lizard person who has taken the skin of a human being and put it over his lizard face. He, he's, he's horrible, horrible, horrible human being. And believe me, I wish I didn't have to talk about him, except he's the one in the bullpen. If Biden goes down, they are going to figure out a way, mark my words. They do not want brainless Kamala Harris in charge of this operation. He is the one, they will figure it out. And he's gonna go, no one's come. Guys, you, you guys were all out and about over the weekend. Did anyone come for your freedoms here in Florida? You were able to, you went to a nice restaurant, you told me you, you were doing your thing. You went to a baseball game, nobody at the baseball game came. It's every single thing that they say is an absolute lie. But again, you don't even have to watch that and know it. Just look at where people are leaving and where people are going. Blue states are purging people. Nobody is like, I'm moving to LA. Nobody, right? You'd have to have brain damage. So I guess you could be a Democrat and then you'd move to LA. But nobody, no brain damaged Democrats are even moving there. Nobody's moving there. You think, try to imagine, when he, when he basically is saying that DeSantis and Yunkin and Abbott, that they're Hitler, right? Like, basically, that's what he's saying. They're coming after the Jews. They're coming after the gays. They're coming out of They're banning books. They're, it's all nonsense, right? Try, let's, let's do a little, let's do a little thought exercise here for just a second. Let's go back to say 1933 uh, Germany, right? Hitler's doing his thing. You think a million people from uh, the other countries were like, let's get over there to Germany. It's in but the Democrats, God bless them, they have a way of manipulating the masses into believing things that are completely untrue. Uh, there were several what are being coined as transurrections over the last couple of days. These are the radical trans activists who have been activated by people like Gavin Newsom to make it seem like anyone's coming for them, even though nobody is. Most of these people don't look very good and probably should hit the gym and ease up on the ice cream and get better haircuts and perhaps get some face wash. Uh, but they are all going to a whole bunch of capitals, state capitals. They did this over the last couple of days in Florida, 
Tennessee and Texas, because this is what the Democrats do, right? Remember BLM, remember Antifa? When the Democrats want to get mobs out there, they I don't know exactly how they do that connection. Is a phone call made? Is it in a listserv on, a, on an app? But they can get the foot soldiers out there. So there were several transurrections. These are, these are uh, activists, radical left, progressive socialist activists going to capitals uh, breaking the law, but you know, if you're a Democrat, you can get away with it in Florida, Tennessee, and Texas over the last couple of days. Take a look. God. Like what? I have to analyze that? Do I have to analyze this? I'm not even analyzing it. All right, let's talk about the Trump stuff because these things are all connected. Ah, I'll analyze it for just a sec. I guess that's what I do for a living, right? All right, I should. <laughs> we should just play clips. I don't have to analyze things anymore. We'll just play clips and I'll be like, you think about it. <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, it's just nuts. Like these people are unhinged. They are unwell. They're having breaks with reality. Protect trans kids, says the guy with the scalpel as he chops off your wang. Problem. That's a problem. These people are out of control. Hopefully in Texas and Tennessee and Florida, as many of these people as, that broke the law will be arrested because they're purposely, you have to understand this stuff is coordinated. These people didn't just magically show up. These things are absolutely coordinated and they're coordinated by the Democrat party. You know, when I did my last show for the book tour, I think it was June 1st of last year when we did that with Governor DeSantis in Orlando, right in Disney country, we knew that leftist activists, well, first off, they protested outside and they were screaming that we were a bunch of homophobes and bigots, which was sort of hilarious. But putting that aside, they, they then set up people. They actually bought tickets to my event. So thank you very much. We were oversold, standing room only because of you guys. Uh, they, they set up moments when they are going to, they coordinate when we'll start screaming, when we're gonna push towards the stage. And we know that it was done with several Democrat party activists here in Florida. So these people coordinate all of this stuff together. And what they're doing is so twisted because not only is it that they want to chop off five-year-olds genitals, they're also taking a bunch of 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds who are, who are, whose minds have not been developed, who grew up with all of this nonsense and algorithms and all the craziness. And they are telling them that people are coming for them and they're not. People just want to be left alone and they're not. You know what, the banning books thing is the funniest part of all of this because there was, did we play the clip or I don't even know if we could get to it last week because we were, we were in DC, but we'll, we'll play it to, for you tomorrow if we didn't play it. There is a clip of Ron DeSantis giving a press conference last week where he's talking about what books have been banned and he's showing you some of the things in the books. And they literally, one of the ones, the gender queer book, they're talking about how to give hand jobs. He's trying to show this to people that we shouldn't have this in schools and the local news had to cut away because they don't show porn in the middle of the day but that's what they want the kids to have. That's how out of control the entire thing is. But speaking of out of control, now let's get to, the, to what you're probably really tuning in to have me comment on today, um, because that's what I do here for a living. I don't just show you clips and have you make up your own mind. Although I do do that in a certain way. Um, the, big, the big issue is that this Trump indictment is going through. So you remember two and a half weeks ago or whatever it was, Trump said that he was about to be uh, indicted and arrested on Tuesday in New York. It never happened. It was very unclear. Then suddenly the DA, Alvin Bragg, who is a George Soros funded DA, yes, mark my words, it is true. Uh, then it suddenly sounded like for a month they weren't going to be doing any more cases and they were going to just let it go. So it seemed like it was going away. Then out of nowhere, a couple days ago, they suddenly announced, no, Trump is going to be uh, arraigned today. So here is a truth social post from Trump. I believe this is from yesterday. He says, I will be leaving Mar-a-Lago on Monday at 12 noon, which is just in a few minutes from now, heading to Trump Tower in New York. On Tuesday morning, I will be going to, believe it or not, the courthouse. America was not supposed to be this way. Okay. 
Uh, we all know what this is about. Apparently, he paid off. Well, it's a little unclear. What we think he's being indicted for is that he paid off former porn star Stormy Daniels for sex. But now she sort of said that's not actually true. We'll see. But the point is, this is a complete and utter farce, right? This is banana republic level stuff. They tried to get Trump on Russia collusion. They tried to get Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. We had 87 impeachments. The man fed a football team McDonald's. He drank water with two hands. This is just the machine going after Trump. You guys know I have been somewhat critical of Trump over the last couple of weeks, and I know some people at the campaign are not thrilled with me, uh, but I 100% without equivocation, without any inkling of daylight, stand with Donald Trump on this. They are going after this guy because he is the threat. And just think of the things that presidents get away with. I don't know, how about uh, like lying us into wars where millions of people get killed? That happens every now and again, right? Like Hillary Clinton, she wasn't president, thankfully, but paying for the Steele dossier that the entire Russia collusion thing was, was based on. Yes, she paid for the dossier. It's real, it's real. But this is what they're doing. They're going after Trump. And, and of course, what they're also doing is like Trump was in a lot of trouble. Trump spent the last month before all this going after DeSantis because DeSantis is clearly the number one guy right now. He's the guy that people are going, he's younger, he's more competent, he's more relevant, it gets rid of the mean tweets, he's got a young family, like it just feels like that should be the future of the Republican Party. They could have let that fight happen. Instead, they've decided to suck him out of the gates of hell and burst him forth for everybody again. And this is what they want. You, you must understand, MSNBC and CNN are now on the same side, right? They're on the same side of this thing because they want well, MSNBC and CNN are always on the same side of things, I suppose. But the point is they're on the same side of Trump in that they want Trump out there. They want clicks and views and all of that stuff. Personally, I would sacrifice a lot of clicks and a lot of views just to not have to deal with endless nonsense, but that's not the world we live in. Here is Trump, uh, Trump's lawyer, Joe Tacopina. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Tacopina. That is quite a name. On CNN saying uh, that the indictment wouldn't have happened had he not been running for president, which seems fairly obvious. We are going to take the indictment, evaluate all our legal options, and pursue everyone most vigorously. Uh, this is a case of political persecution. Had he not been running for office right now, for the office of the presidency, which, by the way, the polls have shown since this has been announced, his numbers have gone up significantly. Had he not been running for presidency, he would not have been indicted. I think that's fairly obvious that had he not been running, he would not have been indicted. And yes, the poll numbers are going up because people are like, wow. The guy who was always screaming about drain the swamp, look what the swamp's doing to him. So they are increasing Trump's bandwidth right now. They're increasing his influence. They're bringing him back from the dead. And maybe it's because the machine really wants him. The machine is looking at him going, well, we know he can't win. He lost last time. He's not gonna get a bunch of new voters. So let's just prop up the guy who we know is gonna lose as opposed to DeSantis, who we know can bring in a cross section of new people, right? We look at the results here in Florida and, and we, just, we just absolutely know it. There were all the Trump deranged people who were like, oh, the policies were good. I didn't like the behavior. I didn't like the tweets. Well, congratulations. You got DeSantis, um, if, if you actually believe that, right? Uh, here's more from the lawyer talking about whether Trump will plead guilty or not. Will he have to take a mugshot? Again, Dana, you're asking Still me questions know. that I just, this okay. is not normal operating procedure. Yeah, it's all up in the air. All the, all the Tuesday stuff is still very much up in the air other than the fact that we will very loudly and proudly say not guilty. They're going to say not guilty. It sounds like he will have to take a mugshot. And you know that that is going to now be a legendary, memeable picture for the rest of time on planet Earth. They are, they are making him into a martyr. And again, yeah, just have to, I don't know what the answers to all of these things are, but you just have to really think about what their motivation is. Is the motivation really to make sure he can't become president? Is the motivation to just make sure they can get clicks and views and we can all be paying attention to that? What's, what's so upsetting about this, not only is the evil banana republic version of this and an out of control DA and, and Soros funded and all that stuff, that's all awful. But also like we've, we've been trying to, not even we've been trying, we must move out of what has happened to us for the last couple of years. This, this insane back and forth and this slow descent to hell and all this stuff. And I really truly in my heart believe that because of the model here in Florida, we've been moving out of it. We've been showing the country 
there's a way to get out of it with competent leadership and caring about freedom and not the endless lies and all those things. But now they're just bringing the entire Trump thing back. Uh, DeSantis, who was criticized heavily by the Trump people for not immediately coming out and defending him. Uh, remember, Trump made the original announcement on a Friday. DeSantis made his original statement on it on a Monday morning. He did it Friday afternoon to Monday morning, so I actually didn't have a problem with that. Uh, DeSantis immediately, when this was announced, that Trump was gonna be taken to New York, immediately sent out this tweet. He said, the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on its head. It is un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan district attorney has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now he is stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda. I mean, that is as strong as a statement as you can possibly make. What's really interesting about that is that DeSantis put that statement out basically saying he's signaling to Trump, hey, we will not extradite you, meaning you are in Florida, you are a Floridian, you, you live and are a resident of Florida. This is a New York situation. We will not extradite you. We will not use state power, uh, troops, whatever it might be to push you out so you gotta go to New York. So he offered a force field there for Trump. Trump has subsequently, after seeing that, decided to go to New York. He, it, it, Trump made the choice. He didn't wait for New York to have to put pressure on Florida. So DeSantis did offer uh, a bit of a force field there for Trump. Trump did not take it and he is going. Uh, but the media is going crazy with this because George Soros is involved. Now, George Soros gave money to a PAC that uh, gave about a million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Can we confirm that? I think it's a million dollars to a PAC that backed Alvin Bragg. He didn't give him the money personally. But we know that Soros is putting in DAs all over the country. We know that he's done this in San Francisco and LA and all of these blue cities. Uh, Soros is an evil, evil Palpatine-like character. Like he's like, he's like Klaus Schwab level Palpatine, right? He's evil, okay? He also happens to be Jewish. Now, I don't think he's evil because he's Jewish, okay? But somehow, if you criticize uh, George Soros, that makes you an anti-Semite according to these wizards over at the Morning Joe show on MSNBC. He can't help himself. Ron DeSantis embarrassed himself by saying he was gonna fight extradition charges like he has any say. I mean, again, one more Republican that really just doesn't give a damn about the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and of course, you gotta, you, 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 you gotta just... What's this line? Look at the Soros back. No, it's just Jews. They're attacking Jewish no. international bankers. It's what anti-Semites have been doing for hundreds of years, attacking Jewish international bankers. And that's what they do. They try to blame everything on Jewish international bankers. It's Germany, 1933. But why does Ron DeSantis further embarrass himself by saying, I'm going to ignore the Constitution and I'm not going to extradite Trump to New York? Already got demonetized today. So look, Joe, you are a fucking idiot. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know you want to put on a professional show. You know, you want a Phoenix just went like this. First off, you know, Russell Brand, remember a couple of weeks ago when he was going off on that John Heilman guy on Real Time about MSNBC, he was talking specifically about Joe's show, how it's propaganda. Do you also notice that they had 10 people in those boxes? What situation could possibly be worth listening to 10 leftist brain dead clones talking about anything? That is literally hell for me. That would be hell. If I go to hell one day, that's what it's gonna be. I'm gonna be strapped into a chair, they're gonna have my eyes like this and I'm gonna be watching 10 morons on MSNBC. That is genuinely hell. That's it. It would not get worse than that. DeSantis is not an anti-Semite. If anything, Joe is the anti-Semite here. He seems to think that if you call out one person, that represents the entire group. I didn't hear DeSantis say, all those Jews up there in New York are trying to do this. He's talking about one guy who uses his money to destroy Western civilization. And he's doing it all over the world through NGOs and all of these ridiculous DAs and the rest of it. That's what he's doing. It's just, what was it? It's, it was a million dollars to a, to a nonprofit that then helped Alex uh, Bragg. I mean, it's just absolutely awful. But why, once again, ladies and gentlemen, why are they really afraid of Ron DeSantis? Why does the media, this whole thing's happening about Trump, 
Trump starts attacking DeSantis. And then MSNBC starts attacking DeSantis. So you've got Trump and MSNBC attacking DeSantis. So who's the real threat? And why is DeSantis the real threat? Because he is doing everything he has promised to do. One after the other, he's just knocking down those domino pieces. One thing, I'll get rid of DEI, I'll get rid of woke stuff. We're gonna get rid of, uh, we're gonna ensure our taxes stay low. We're gonna build roads, blah, blah, blah. He's just doing one thing at a time to ensure that the free state of Florida remains the free state of Florida. Uh, here he is a couple days ago announcing the official elimination of diversity, equity, and inclusion in Florida. Our legislature is currently in session and they are gonna be passing legislation, which I will sign, to make Florida the first state in America to eliminate these DEI departments from our university system. They say it's about, uh, they say it's about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but in reality, it's using the university's administrative bureaucracy to impose an ideological agenda. Policy, effective communication, competency, that's what the guy is doing, and that's why they want you to think this is like 1933 Germany, because the thing they fear most is that they will lose their power, that you will watch them and be like, boy, that Joe is an idiot. And these 10 morons in these boxes, they are lying to us about absolutely everything, but they are so deep on in it. And it, what's ironic about it is, man, you guys, you, you always have these moments where you can save yourself, no matter how deep in the BS you go. And for all of these people who had Trump derangement syndrome, so their excuse was, I can't deal with Trump because of the mean tweets and the way he talks and he grabbed them by the this and blah, blah, blah. But the policies I like. Well, DeSantis is actually giving you the policies. So it's like, they shouldn't hate him, right? Most of these people shouldn't hate him. If you, if you were a sane liberal, if you were a sane old school liberal, you might be going, all right, well, maybe there's a bit much for what I like, but like, this guy's pretty good. And he's doing a lot of seemingly decent stuff. And I, as a decent liberal, I hate the woke stuff and he's the only one fighting it, but they're not decent people. And they're just not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They're just not. He knows exactly what he is doing for that poorly rated show. 10 people in a box, can you imagine? All right, so what do you do, guys? You fight back on policy. That's what Ron DeSantis is doing. Another way you can fight back is using comedy. And this is really beautiful. This was the day that we left DC. I wish I had seen this in person. Uh, you know the account on TikTok, or the, well, it's an account on TikTok, but also big on Twitter, Libs of TikTok. So this is a girl, uh, her name is Haya Rachik, and she was, uh, she was doxxed, ultimately. She did this as an anonymous account. All she did really, was repost videos that other people had put up just exposing these trans activists, like the crazy things they were saying, the teachers who were saying they were changing pronouns of their students. That's all she did. She didn't add commentary. She was never in these videos. She got banned a gajillion times. Anyway, AOC's gone after her for crazy stuff. She bumped into AOC at the Capitol, and this is wonderful. I just delivered an ethics complaint to your office because you lied about me in the community. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, no, so actually, I never you're actually. Super transphobic, and I never want to share space with you. That's a congresswoman. Like, that's someone we're supposed to take seriously. She's transphobic. She has an irrational fear of trans people. If you go to the libs of TikTok account, she's reposting what they say. That's all she's doing. So if you think someone's transphobic, it would be the people of the videos that she, in the videos that she's reposting. It would be the trans people themselves. That's all she does. So that's one, the great job by Haya right there. It's not, it's not that fun to get right up in their face and call them out like that. And the way she scurries away like a little rat. Ugh. So, okay, so what do you do? You talk about policy, Ron DeSantis. You, you use a little comedy and you get in their face uh, like libs of TikTok. You can also speak truth to power. This is a really nice moment. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, going after Les, well, not even going after Liz, Leslie Saul. She's just laying out the truth here on CBS, and that doesn't happen very often, so Leslie Stahl has nothing to say. And things she says that are over the top, like... The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children, 
They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats, Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Okay. Okay, because it is true when you sexualize children, that is what pedophiles do. I'm pretty sure it's baked in there in the definition of the thing. And why is it that, to get us to where we started today, that they want drag queens who until five years ago were only at late night clubs. Did you watch The Birdcage? Remember The Birdcage? Great movie 20 something years ago. Robin Williams, remember that? Do you think they had kids in the audience? And if they did, everyone would think it was ridiculous. But she, Leslie Stahl doesn't know what to say. She says these evil things. And then it's like, yeah, it's, it's all kind of true. Uh, so what do we have to do, guys? What do we have to do? I would say we have to crush the media now. The media must be crushed. And we can either do that by reforming tech or building new tech platforms. The, the corporate press, look, they are never gonna stop. I've really come around to this, this concept. ABC, CBS, NBC, Washington, all of these things, New York Times, it's never going to stop. There is, a short of them just collapsing altogether, right? Like people just tuning out altogether. They're never gonna stop. They, they have, the host has been infected, right? Alien, the host has taken over it. It gestated in their body and now the alien has burst forth. These guys are never going to turn around. But we do have some chances. One of the chances that we have right now is because, as you know, because of Elon Musk, who has done an incredible job bringing some transparency to Twitter. So we now know the government was involved in silencing people. We know that radical leftist activists were there silencing people, including me and most likely including you, whether you know it or not. And that is great. One of the things that Elon is doing as of two days ago is he is removing all the legacy blue checks. Now you guys who are on Twitter, you know about the blue check. The blue check was uh, this way of knowing that someone was someone. So I got a blue check years ago. If you, if you were someone of a certain amount of notoriety, you were an actor or an athlete or a pundit or something, you could get the blue check. And that just meant you are you. Unfortunately, over years, it became completely abused because activists that were working at Twitter were giving it to some people who didn't deserve it. They were stopping other people, always conservatives, from having it. So it became complete nonsense. So as of two days ago, the old school blue check does not exist anymore. And this is a beautiful thing because it's, it's democratizing Twitter, that no one will just be thought of as an expert in something because they got a blue check given to them by some activist at a tech company 10 years ago. The New York Times which charges a monthly subscription to get its craptastic newspaper, has announced that it will not pay the, I think, $14 a month to get the blue check anymore. So the New York Times is no longer verified. That's right. So it will not come up in verified mentions. They're, they're, you know, they claim to have 54.9 million followers, as you see there. Their tweets barely get 1,000 retweets, which means that basically 54 0.9 million people ignore everything that they say. And uh, here's Elon Musk on, uh, on just that. He wrote, the real tragedy of the New York Times is that their propaganda isn't even interesting. So people are being red-pilled, right? That's what's happening right in front of our faces. And again, we just, you can't take it as a win, like, oh, look, it's all great, because the machine is never gonna stop. They will try to do to Ron DeSantis what they're doing to Donald Trump, and we have to defend, I would say we have to give everything we can to defend Donald Trump from this madness, because as he has pointed out, it will come for him now, but he's just the one standing in the way. Eventually, it'll come from everybody. I think we have to defend a guy like Ron DeSantis when it comes to the right policies. And how about this? You have to defend your kids. You have to defend the people in your local community and everything else uh, because uh, they are just not gonna stop. We got a little more for you here. Uh, this is Joe Rogan. He had Michael Schellenberger on again. Schellenberger, of course, is the he, a lifelong lefty liberal. I've had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, he is one of the guys who did the original Twitter files. Uh, and they started talking about Elon and truth and conspiracy theories and why Twitter sort of is an important place now to get some of this stuff cleaned up. We were talking about this last night that, you know, when I was texting Elon about all this stuff, he, he was like, he's hilarious. He's like, turns out all the conspiracy theories were true, LOL. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he thinks it's funny. He's so casual about yes. it. I'm like terrified. I'm like white knuckling the whole thing, being like, "This is care." I guess having two hundred billion dollars really puts a nice cushion on like the repercussions for whatever the fuck you do. Other than him getting assassinated, and he has publicly stated that I'm not suicidal. And I think he's legitimately concerned. Like, that could be something that happens to him. His security detail's amazing. It should be. Yeah, yeah. should um, be beyond amazing. Yeah, yeah. You should have fucking Iron Man guarding <laughs> yeah, even him. Even better than your security detail, man. Uh, <laughs> I have to step it up sure. after this interview. Look, Rogan has got the biggest podcast on the planet. Millions and millions of people listening to each week. And millions and millions of people are listening to Elon Musk. And they're on the same side of this thing. Elon Musk, who is a lifelong Democrat, has said he would vote for Ron DeSantis. And it's not just about the political part of this. It is that truth, as I always say, has been a time release pill. And enough of us are waking up. We just gotta keep waking up more people and then vote these people out. Vote out the liars, take away their power. If you haven't seen my interview yet with Kevin McCarthy, we just put it up over the weekend, hour long interview that we did at the, at the Capitol. One of the things he talks about he says, look, we Republicans, we have power in the House. We can't do everything. But one of the things we can do is defund things. We can defund departments. We can make sure that DEI programs aren't getting the money that they should get. And eventually they go away. Like those are the type of, of things that we should all be supporting. So what we need, what we need are the remaining, how many times do I have to drub you over the head with it, guys? The remaining liberals, Rogan, Elon Musk, Schellenberger, they have to vote the right way. And I think, think maybe this will be the chance. Uh, the Trump thing complicates it because they will, they, most of them will not vote for Trump, certainly, right? Bill Maher's not voting for Trump. Rogan's probably not voting for Trump. Schellenberger's probably not voting for Trump, but they might vote for DeSantis. And without even making this all political, what's this really about? It's about our ability to communicate ideas uh, honestly with each other without algorithmic manipulation, being able to say what we think is right, being able to challenge the system, being able to communicate with other people without thinking that the government is actually reading all of our texts and all of those things. And Russell Brand was on Bill Maher's podcast, which debuted last night, and they talked about free speech. They talked about Rumble and this Dave Rubin guy, so I had to throw this in. What is Rumble now? I'm so, Rumble's I'm like so a, media um, stupid. It's, a, uh, it's a, essentially a competitor to YouTube, which has made its raison d'etre non-censorship that has been taken up initially by a lot of right, uh, like you'd have to say, right-wing uh, voices, uh, but is doesn't have any skin in the game with regard to like well, the kind of content that is put out, except for that you continue to own your content and you know you can say what you want. You can talk about what you want. And like for me, like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of speech to right. sort of condemn and criticize people. It means freedom of speech no, to I'm attack establishment and look for ways to bring people together. Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin's on there. Yeah, I know Dave's been on. It's not his company, though, right? But it they've has... owned, I believe, Locals, which is the sort of membership okay. aspect of Rumble, which yeah, is essentially been, like YouTube. He's been here. Love, love. I love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. And, yeah, and we don't agree politically. No, but, I, but we laugh about it. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, and the, here's the problem with where we are, media-wise, as it, especially free speech. You know, as comics, we adore free speech. I, it's, it's my lifeblood. I couldn't be. Yeah, I'm so grateful to the people who came before me who were martyrs for free speech. You know, there was no doubt in my mind who the champions of free speech were and, and also the threat. And the threat was all on the right yeah. and the champions were all on the left. And that's not how I feel now. So when people say like, oh, why are you harder on the left? Well, that's one of the big reasons. I just mentioned Lenny Bruce. So I'm gonna say that that's a sign from the universe. And by the way, Dave Rubin's always trying to convince me about the universe, which I find amusing. But, um, I'm going to pre pretend there's such a thing as the universe <laughs> and say that uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, he forgot to like be an entertainer because yeah. he was so passionate. Right. I don't want that to happen to you. I don't okay. think it will. It never has. You proved that like not just here, but on real time today it was just like, you know, you bring it, man. And just, uh, that's, you know, I don't know why I'm <laughs> anointing myself as the person to give you advice you probably Thank don't you. need. No, but. I'd love. It's had uh, a real 
come to Jesus moment, as they say. What if instead of trying to convert Bill Maher anymore on which way he should vote? I, I've made my point. I think you guys get my point and hopefully Bill will come around. I'm, I'm sort of losing hope to a certain degree and Bill, I appreciate you and I, I thank you for the kind words. What if really, because as he said, Dave Rubin's always trying to get me to believe in the universe. What if my real goal now with Bill Maher should be that he will one day do a, a PragerU video, why I left atheism. Maybe that will be the Dave Rubin as we roll into Passover and Easter. Maybe that's the Dave Rubin shift because there are things happening in the universe and we are connected in ways that we cannot fully understand and you end up as a believer whether you believe it or not. But that's a whole other topic for a whole other show. We didn't talk much about Joe Biden today, so let's end with one little Joe Biden thing. How was Joe Biden doing this past weekend? Do you realize all Joe Biden is capable of doing at this point is telling people not to jump, so don't commit suicide when you see me. That's a big one for him. And also coming downstairs when there's ice cream. This thing with the ice cream, where he wanders downstairs, they don't know, you know, he's supposed to be, they could be talking Ukraine, they could be talking about the economy, they could be talking about latest trans nonsense. He comes downstairs, I'm just down here for the ice cream. I love chocolate chip ice cream. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. May God help us all. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. It was, it was a lot. It was, a, it was an emotional roller coaster today. Uh, I want to say once again how great it was uh, seeing a bunch of you guys in D.C. last week. It was really just fantastic. And it was great having drinks and some tacos with you and a whole bunch more. And uh, our interviews from D.C. are all rolling out. So Kevin McCarthy full is up right now. Ted Cruz, uh, who did the live show with me on Wednesday, that's up already. Uh, Chip Roy and Thomas Massey, we did that one together. That's up right now. Lauren Boebert, that's up right now. Matt Gates, that's up right now. Dan Crenshaw, that's up right now. Who's going up today? Byron, Byron Donalds and Jim Jordan today. Uh, we've got Ron Johnson still coming. We've got a, a whole bunch of other ones. So stay tuned for all of that. We leave you with the clown-like George Soros-funded DA in New York. Goodbye. There, there you are right. We got to... Two standards of justice, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, being a rich old white man has allowed you to fade accountability in Manhattan. That includes Trump and his children. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.